Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with my good friend Angie today. Hi. How's it going? Oh, you know, just chilling. <laughs> chilling, living that quarantine life. Oh, yeah. We're, we've been quarantined for a little bit. A roommate got the Rona, but thank God she's alive and healthy, and all she had was a headache and... No taste. A, no taste. And she reminds us of that every day, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're here for her, so... Yeah. So, with that in mind, I'm not in their house, I promise. <laughs> to anyone who knows me and is around me right now, we are... Um, attempting to do a Zoom recording, like everyone else in the world. <laughs> hope it collects. <laughs> Let's hope it works, because neither of us are the most technologically advanced. In the audio section. In the audio section of people. Yeah. You do videos and I do lighting, and we're trying to figure out audio, so it's great. It's a triangle, and we're missing a part. It's so. a trifecta. <laughs> Basically. Yep. Um. Yeah, so bear with us because we are probably two of the least skilled people yeah. trying to figure this out. But it's gonna work. It's gonna it's gonna happen. You're gonna have it. So we're gonna I'm do excited. it. It's gonna work. So yeah. um, today we're talking about Back to the Future Part Two. Woo! I'm so excited. Yeah, you are. I'm but such bef- a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Back to the Future Two today. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, um, we are drinking. Well, at least I'm drinking. I don't think you're drinking any coffee because um, I, I haven't made you any coffee. Well, it's sadly. okay because we're talking on a screen, so right. it's okay. And I was like, it's eight o'clock. I don't know if I want coffee right now. But yeah, we're doing Coast Coffee today. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, with that, speaking of Coast, if you haven't heard yet, we have uh, a, new, a new deal going on. Um, if you've heard me talk about Coast, I love it. It's the best coffee ever. Right, Angie? Yes, it's so good. It's so, like, fresh and crisp and just fresh. It's so, like, like it is, it's truly some of my favorite coffee. Um, Whenever I'm buying coffee beans, I only buy them from either Coast or, like, a different, like, one other specific coffee shop if I'm, like, if it's, like, an emergency. Um, But if I'm brewing coffee at home, I really try to use Coast because it's just such good flavor yeah it's, it's all yeah it's like I good. I haven't had real coffee until like I had coast and I think coast was like some of the off-ramp or mm-hmm. off-road coffee that I've had since when, when once coming to Nashville mm-hmm. so once I drank that and then I go back to the coffee I'm like this is not as you know as good it's not it as almost good ruins you for like the quick fix of coffee right it because like you want to take your time for that like it's an art it's a craft it's not just a quick going to a gas station or starbucks not that i'm saying starbucks is like a gas station but those are like two really quick ones like going to speedway and getting coffee or going through a starbucks drive-thru um so if you've listened to us ramble about it enough and are convinced hey maybe i should try some of this if you head over to coastcoffeeroasters.me.me and you select whatever you're buying and at checkout you use the code movies and mochas 20 you'll get 20 percent off your first order from coast 
Ooh. I know, right? Can it's I awesome. That? What? Yeah, you can totally that. use it. Um, yes. It's cool because he is selling like a normal bag of coffee beans. He also sells like he brews and um, bottles his own cold brew coffee. And then he also does this fun little thing you've heard me talk about before called coffee soda shots. Yeah. Um, what? I knew he does a coffee soda, but I didn't know it was the shots. Yeah. Well, he calls them because it's in like a bottle that's like that big. It's not very big because um, it's everything but the soda. It's his It's his coffee mixture oh. soda without the soda. That way you can choose whatever soda to pour it into and it's fresh carbonation. You know, you pop that tab of a coke cola or like i use sprite because it's less um artificial syrups and flavoring and you just you know pour the um the coffee soda shot mixture into the glass of ice first and then pour that can of soda and it's like it's the best thing ever oh i've had that before okay yeah yeah Yeah. that is so smart that he just gives you like Mm -hmm. the concentrate concentrate yeah basically it's like a it's a little concentrate of like the coffee soda mixture um but he he calls them little shots and yeah it's it's cool so yeah he's also selling masks now so you can get a mask for our pandemic life that we're living in and there espresso beans in there i wish um (laughs) so head on over to coastcoffeeroasters.me and enter movies and mochas 20 at checkout to get 20 percent off your first order now back to the movie so back to the future 2 it was released november 22nd 1989 uh robert zemeckis directed it again and then michael j fox and christopher lloyd started it now before we get into it why did you choose this movie uh, okay well lord his name done left my body um the director Robert Zemeckis? No. Darn it. Steven Spielberg. Sorry, the producer. Listen, this man made these movies and wow, like, there's just the reason why I picked this movie is because um, there's not many trilogies that the second movie is really, like, is fantastic. I mean, there's some there's some trilogies that did pretty well with the second movie, like the mummy um it's a well-known fact that the second movie is always worse than the first it's yeah it's a really well-known fact about that but you know the thing about steven spielberg is that he like puts i feel like he puts all the meat of whatever he's trying to portray into the second movie like like um indiana jones and um um jurassic park like now see really, I didn't... they all have the best second movies. Yeah. No, see, I don't agree with the Indiana Jones one. Really? Mm-mm. Why not? First and the third are the two best. What okay, that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But also R.I.P. Sean Connery. Yes. Playing yes. senior um senior Jones in yeah. Indiana Jones three. Yeah, R.I.P. We yeah, we really miss that dude because he was good. He was a good actor. Um, I was like, 2020 can't take anything else away. And then it's Sean Connery dies. Uh, no. Yeah, th- there's two major people that died l- lately, but that's another story. Anyways, whole other so, story. Whole other story. But um, yeah, so, I mean, he just packed a lot in this in this movie that, like, 
needs to be unpacked but like you can't unpack it unless you've seen the first movie so it's just like a good seller to the first movie and it's a good intro to the third movie because you got some parallelism for the third movie and you're like oh shoot like this is crazy well robert Um, zemeckis wanted this movie purely to be the setup for the third yeah i mean he did a a really good job like they Mm -hmm. prepared very well with um yeah so his like his sole purpose for part two was just to set up part three but it's crazy because like part two like is so chock full of everything it's chock full of everything but like you wouldn't know that part two is a part of part three unless you were to put like you have to literally like here's a piece of part three like or like oh um he uh gave me this letter from 1885 oh Mm -hmm. like you know just you he literally had to like put those like that information well they were filmed back to back right they finished filming they finished filming the final scene and at night and they waited for daylight to break and they started filming the opening scene of part three yeah that i mean it goes well and you can and that really helped mends everything together and that's a question i have i guess um is that um as far as one and two since like everything looks so similar and like you said it makes sense that like it's filmed back to back like all their costumes everything is the same it's just the camera angles are different so i'm even thinking like did they just have different camera angles or did they literally just like have them acted out and they had camera angles a and b in this spot and then they're like cut and then they're like action again do the same thing and then they change the camera angles for movie two like like it was just tripping me out like how close and and like how everything was like there wasn't really much of um what am i trying to say there's not much of a There's not many continuity edits, I would say, between the first and second movie, especially during the scenes where they're kind of over. Well, they didn't. They didn't. Are you talking about the first and the second or the second and the third? First and second. They filmed the second and the third back to back. They recreated the whole set for the first and second. Oh, well, scratch everything. I (laughs) I was going to say, what do you mean? They were in the Old West for the third. Nothing was identical. Well, no, no, nothing was like that. But, like, then, okay, that makes sense. Because remember, remember, they weren't planning on making a sequel to the first one. The to be continued at the end was a joke. Remember me telling you that? Yes. Yes, So they definitely wouldn't have filmed the second and third, the first and the second back-to-back. Oh, that's true. Okay, we'll scratch that. So that's your answer to why camera angles were different? Well, no, 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 that, that answered my question as to if they shot one and two back to back, which reminded me of you saying that it was a joke. So in conclusion, no, they did not shoot one and two back to back. They just did very, very, very well with yeah, everything. Like everything was exactly the way it was. I would say I didn't see really any continuity edits between the first and second movie, especially if it was something that wasn't planned, Mm -hmm. which is really like, really like, I think it was awesome. Um, But yeah, um, where do I even start with this movie though? Um, Well, so to further prove that they were not filmed back to back, this film 
what production was pushed back three years while Dang. Robert Zemeckis filmed and made um, <clears throat> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Wait. Okay, that does make sense, though, because Michael... Michael... What's his last name? Fox. Michael J. Fox. I was wanting to say that. I just want to make sure. But I remember Michael J. Fox in the second movie when they were going to 2015. Mm -hmm. He looked noticeably older than he did in the first movie. And I'm like... They okay, also whatever. recasted Jennifer as a completely different person. Whoa, bruh. I'm shook. I'm shook. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. They also said you can tell that well, you can't tell, but you, you can't tell this because you wouldn't know any different. But um, Robert and a handful of the writers and people were, were saying if they had wanted a seat, if they had planned to film a sequel after the first one, they wouldn't have had Jennifer get in the car with, um, uh, wow, Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher Lloyd. Marty. I could not remember his character name for a second. <laughs> I was like, it's an M, but all I'm thinking is Michael. No. Like, so the character Jennifer wouldn't have gotten in the car with Marty and Doc, um, which is why they had Jennifer, like, passed out and just laying unconscious for half the film, because they didn't, um, she, she had no reason to be there. Right. So they didn't anticipate her needing lines yeah. and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Well, not even that, but they had to, they wouldn't have had her in the future. They wouldn't have brought her to 2015 with Marty. Right. And because of that, they didn't write a lot of lines for her when they did decide to do a sequel. And so it's like, well, we'll just have her pass out. <laughs> well, I mean, they put her, I think they put her in there very beautifully, as, mm -hmm. you know, even when I she think was it worked awake, out. Like, yeah. Because it showed us, like, I really enjoyed seeing, like, 2015 as what they thought it would be. <laughs> Yeah. So as it actually was five years ago, but to to see the the fruit come from the ceiling and but like it was just a wonderful mixture of the eighties future and like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, how, like, so what's go. funny is in two thousand fifteen, Christopher Lloyd filmed this short talking about how he went to the future to twenty forty, like after after part three, like in the Back to the Future universe, after the events of part three happened, Doc Brown went to 2040 to see what everything was like. And he said that, um, oh shoot, let me find it. Um, it's called Back to the Future, Doc Brown Saves the World. It came out um, in 2015 to celebrate the 30th anniversary. And, it, and so it's, it's a video of Doc Brown, you know, talking about how he traveled to the 40s to rebuild the DeLorean. And um, he learns that that far into the future, hoverboards and hydrated food will cause people to be extremely obese, kind of like what happened in WALL-E. And, um, and it's even worse, the simultaneous glitch in all the nuclear Mr. Mr. Fusion devices will cause a nuclear holocaust that decimates the entire world's popula population. So, Doc Brown travels back in time and stops all of that from happening, stops the dangerous devices from being invented, thus explaining why 2015 in real life is nothing like in the movie. What? Well, I need to see that. I don't know why I haven't seen that. 
Yes. Oh my god. I think it's I think it's part a part of the 30th anniversary Back to the Future box set. Oh yeah. Like man. the Blu-ray box set that came out. Okay. So it's not like online or anything? I mean it's been five years. It's probably online at this point. Right, yeah, yeah. But that, but that explains been... why 2015 is nothing like what they had thought it would be. You know what? That makes so much sense and I will accept that as truth. And that is my reality. And I'm Except very excited. Except it is canon. Yeah, I will accept that. I will. Yep. I will. And I'm very happy about my present time. Thank you, Marty and Doc. Or just Doc, Marty had nothing Marty, to do with it. It was just all Doc Brown. <laughs> Thank you, Doc Brown, for going back and saving our lives. Yes. So, but yeah. But anyways, I loved just the creativity like you can really tell they did the best they could for in the 80s of what they would think the future would be like AT&T and the fax machine which we still have fax machines but Chicago um, winning the world series yeah Chicago winning the world actually um my roommate went back and she uh she actually researched who won in 15 and it was actually uh it was her hometowns oh darn Kansas City Okay, because the Cubs yeah. won like the next year. Yeah, they they like literally yeah. they did win the next year because I knew like they. Won. I remember because I I watched part of one of the games with um, Montgomery Gentry by accident. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's so funny though. Like how close that was. I was like, bro, they, they literally just won though, like super super like close to that time. But well, yeah. everyone was hoping they would win in 2015, and then they didn't. <laughs> yeah yeah it was funny because yeah they wanted mm-hmm. that to be true but that would have been the best thing ever to happen if they had won man that would have we would have all been tripping like oh yeah all of like it's prophecy you know like hoverboards yeah. are coming <laughs> but um okay so i have a funny phrase that please i like to say from this movie i don't know if i gave you the phrase from the first movie but wasn't it wasn't the phrase from the first movie when they're at the school dance oh yes yes yeah. he's like yeah yeah okay if you have to watch the first podcast to know what listen, which one is you know whatever listen to the first podcast yeah but this one is when <laughs> biff is in the car old biff is in the car with uh young biff and he's trying to give him the almanac am i saying that right almanac Oh, Lord Jesus. Almanac. Trilogy and an almanac. You know what? We're doing great tonight. Words are hard, okay? Almanac, right? Yes. Cool. Okay, so old Biff gives new Biff the almanac. And uh, new Biff's like, okay, like whatever, throws it in the backseat. And he's like, you know, don't leave this around. And And he's like, old man i got this he was like why don't you just make like a tree and get out of here oh that is such and, a famous line oh it's my favorite because like it's i'm a movie such quoter. a famous quoted line <laughs> and then he slaps to the back of his head he, the old bill goes Pah. he's like leave it's make like a tree and leave you sound like a dang fool when you say it wrong and he's like all right then leave and then throws it in the back seat again for the second time but he's more colorful language but um literally one of my favorite (laughs) but um yeah that oh gosh 
that was a good that was a good line in that movie but so much happens in that movie i i'm just so overwhelmed even when i was watching it i was like this movie is still going on how long is this movie actually how long is it yeah i think it's two and a half hours long i shall find out in two seconds okay it's one hour and 48 minutes oh (laughs) it feels so much longer i think it's because i paused it and went i kept going back to it because i don't watch movies in one setting i have to talk during the movie after commentary i have to pause the movie i have to go get chips like this is how i watch movies guys it depends if i've seen it before or not that's true that's if i have not seen it don't talk to me don't make a noise (laughs) we are laser focused on this movie (laughs) like for the first two times two or three times i watch a movie like ever i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna focus on it so i can absorb everything going on because you can't watch a movie once and and understand everything you you catch things the more times you watch it so to truly understand a movie it takes more than one time i always i try to well not right now because regal's closed but when i got regal unlimited i started making it a point to always go see a movie twice before i give like an opinion on it oh well you you had regal unlimited so i did do that well i do have regal (laughs) unlimited it's just in suspended animation at the moment right because movies because regal is not open until movies start getting released this time they closed down just because all the movie premieres were pushed back till next year yeah and they can only afford to do five dollar movies for so long but (laughs) which is still covid related but not because like there are outbreaks it was just a business side of it there's also just going to be six whole months of no movies i know it's like almost no it's a whole year uh you know close a year eight eight months nah i guarantee there won't be anything before april being released oh yeah really yeah i feel like there's some stuff on bay because james bond james bond got pushed back till april oh and black widow got pushed back till may I feel like when when it comes to a movie that's already been shot, I know there's some movies that are pretty much finished shooting. Mm-hmm. An editor doesn't have to be around people. Now, of course, you have several editors for cinema movies and animation. You need like 60 people, but like you don't need to be necessarily around people to get stuff done. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any new movies released before April, though. Just Ugh. in my opinion. That's and I'm, that makes sense for money reasons. They don't want to release it. I mean, they. I mean, no, they it makes no sense. Huh? Half the movies are already finished. Half the movies should have been released a year, like well, almost I a year ago. I. This is the reason why I say it doesn't make. I mean, it does make sense because they want to release it into the movie theater, where they're gonna make so much more money. Now, like people can choose to watch it on Disney Plus, like Mulan, which I don't know how that worked and I don't know the you results had to of buy that. an extra well you had to buy you had to pay like 30 bucks to go see it. Which yeah. first off is outrageous because if, if it were released to theaters, no one would have paid thirty dollars to go see it. <laughs> That's why I haven't seen it yet. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars when no. even if I didn't have Regal Unlimited, I would pay the most like thirteen. Right. But you like know. all that money is going to Disney Plus instead of going to the movie theater right and i don't know it's just something about the movie theater i feel like they're they're holding all of that stuff back yeah so it's because we're going to more of a digital world and sadly movie theaters are hopefully not dying out but Uh, i think they are 
it's like a this nostalgic thing and it's, i think it's more than nostalgia i think it's like i love oh, going to movie to, theaters yeah right me too i'll be like oh let's go to a movie theater like who wants to stay home you know some people want to stay home and watch a movie whatever but there's also like i probably said this in the first podcast but like there are things that audio engineers put into movies that you can only hear mm-hmm. at the movie theater. Especially now with all the different ways you can watch it, like IMAX, RPX, the like all those are the only two that come to mind at the moment. Like 3D, which doesn't really affect audio, but like you have the 3D of the normal 2D. You have the um, one where it's like a 280 degree angle, where it's like from like your peripheral completely surrounding the whole thing have you seen movies like that uh no oh i saw spider-man far from home with that on and it was really the coolest thing ever i was like just like just constantly turning (laughs) my head this is also already after i'd seen it like four times in theaters so i knew i wasn't missing anything if i didn't focus on the plot i'm just like turning back and forth like watching all of it just like can't get over i'm like is it on the (laughs) ceiling is it is it behind me like i'm just so immersed in this it was amazing i felt like i was there i had a 5d experience at universal where like they had it, like the air blowing your face and oh, water yeah. and the smells like smell of vision and stuff but I haven't had like the surround like completely surround sound like I think I would just completely trip like it was it was interesting it wasn't every scene in the movie but it was like 30 percent of the movie was like at yeah. least was surrounding but each like so many cinema movies are made with that feature mm-hmm. that we don't even they're made for 3D. They're made for IMAX. Yeah. They're made for all of that. And you don't get that with a TV. Right. You, I'm pointing to the TV behind me in my bedroom. For <laughs> and Hulu's like, floating around. And you Hulu's, know, like, where it's, like, floating around and you want it to hit the corners? That's yes, what I'm like, like in the office. <laughs> Subconsciously. It has I'm yet like... to do it. it I've, I have sometimes just paused Hulu and just sat and watched it. This shows how exciting my life is, guys. <laughs> That's uh, th- this is the most exciting thing I've done all quarantine is watching this Hulu try to hit the corner and it's it has it has yet to hit it. We yeah. are one hundred percent reenacting yeah. the office. Um, <laughs> so back to back to the future too. Um, I am just learning. I am the same age as Marty McFly Jr. Really, according to IMDb, the character of Marty McFly Jr. was born nineteen ninety eight, meaning he was seventeen during when they oh were in the future oh my gosh he was such a punk 17 year old he was so like gross like i'm just oh, like bro why awful. are you even alive who are but, you but like even with marty though like sorry okay so marty the normal marty mm-hmm. regular marty it's just he was just a bum that was greedy and i feel like just a lot of this movie like if his character was way better, like Marty, wouldn't you have feel had to he come. was greedy. I, I, th- I saw it as his anger issues messed his life up. That's that's as well. Yes, that's as well. And I will get to that. But with the anger issues, I feel like he was greedy because, like, the time where he was trying to help his coworker, or like he was trying to do a scam with his coworker or something, and mm-hmm. he, like with um, what's his name? Oh, um darn noodles mm-hmm. he was in noodles it's like come on you know you want to do this he's like no noodles i don't think so da, da, da. and noodles is like come on you chicken is this and this was marty not marty jr right 
Yes, not not Marty Jr. This is Marty. Like, oh yes, Marty. right. I remember now. I remember because he loses his job because he gets caught. Right, literally, like <laughs> as soon as he made the deal, and then it cuts to his boss going, "Big floor." <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, and I'm just like, bro, like, why did you give in to temptation? Like, not temptation, but what am I trying to say? Oh, I'm so bad at words right now. Peer pressure. Yes. Why'd you give in to peer pressure? Yeah. But yeah. But I think part of him giving in to peer pressure is because he because of like the accident with his hand, he felt like his life kind of just went into the gutter, so he didn't care anymore. So yeah. he wasn't confident enough in himself to stand up when people would call him out on things. That's that's true. He and would be he would be hashtag triggered. Yes, and that's why the chicken thing had got to him, which now here we are going to talk about the chicken thing. This is such a like good lesson for everyone to learn whether they're kids listen up. It is a life lesson time with Angie. Yes, listen up. This is a life lesson time with Angie. Don't you can't you can't let your triggers control like t- take over and control you like if anything you got to know okay this is a trigger this makes me feel angry this makes me feel this but here how can i take this process it and learn from this heal from this so i don't let this go infect my life over and over and over and it's like you see it happen to marty getting peer pressured be- you know because his friend called him chicken because he knew what buttons to push and that's the thing like some of your people (laughs) Drew's over there doing the chicken um some of your friends closest friends to get you to do things are going to push your biggest buttons and you can't let them like do that to control you um and then you know of course marty goes and loses his job but then marty that's going back into time he goes back into time where his mom and dad are at the dance and, you know, loving and kissing each other finally. And dude has the almanac, okay? We've been fighting for half this movie for this sports book, okay? And dude got it. My anxiety's up. And he um, had to make sure that the other three guys weren't going to beat up Marty that was sitting there playing the guitar because if so, that was going to, like, blow up the time and it was just going to destroy everything and everything's going to fall into pieces. But he like did everything he needed to got it done. Okay. And he literally was like out the door and was like, nah, Biff, I ain't trying to give in to you, bro. Got the book walking away. Biff goes, what are you, what are you talking about? Or what does he say? He goes, he goes, what do you mean? Uh, Are you chicken or something? And he stops. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, people, we cannot let these triggers be the reason why there's like 30, 45 more minutes of a movie. Like, <laughs> I guess the movie could have ended there and we could have been on with my life. But no, I had more blood pressure issues that day because Biff got the book, kicked him, and he had he drove off and uh, it was just a mess. So kids, just learn and just heal from your pain and and now that I look at that, I'm just like, wow, like being called chicken is such a like childhood. Right. Insult. And he like even through, you know, it's not even a smart insult. Like at least not. be intelligent with it. Right. Like chicken. Oh my God. Jeez. Oh, there's also a phrase that I'm going to pick up. 
from this movie that I never really paid attention to. Hmm. I'm really excited about. Um, dang, what is it called? Hold on. We're going to continue while I find out from my roommate. So. Um, do you know why they made Marty have anger issues in this one? Um, is it, does it, cor- okay, give me hints. So does it correlate with the first movie of why he has anger issues? Kind of. I guarantee it's not what you're thinking. Step back from the plot and think about it from like a behind production point of view. And this is why the writers decided to give him. Is it because just real life he was kind of like a hothead? Mm-mm. Is it because like he was just so tired of like getting picked on by like no okay nope. I don't know it's because they said he didn't have any flaws in the first it's portrayed as if he has no flaws in the first one there's no character flaws for Marty in the first one and so they decided to give him really? anger issues as the reason behind everything to give him more of a realistic portrayal of a person to have real character flaws like an anger issue Really? Mm-hmm. What? That is. We don't think about these things. No. Nope. I. Mm. Man, that's. <clears throat> I didn't know that. There you go. Fun facts with Drew. Now I'm gonna sit here and simmer on that and try to figure out my life. Because um, <laughs> it's like he didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he needed to have like this extra thing unless they just wanted the plot to go that way. But it was a driving factor for the plot. It was like a very like it 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 was the reason it changed for a lot. Like I mean seriously, it really was. Like now that you, you, we boil down to the the concrete part of of it like why is this was- falling apart in his eyes? Because he got challenged and was called a chicken and crashed a car, ruined his hand. Now he's growing up with an injury, never got to be a musician like he wanted to. Um, someone else calls him a chicken. He does a shady thing with his job, automatically gets caught, almost as if it was set up. Hmm, wink, wink. And then right. every single time, it's because of anger issues, of not wanting to be a chicken. Oh my gosh, yeah. And... That just, wow, 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 this movie continues to blow my mind. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Anyways, so the phrase that I was thinking of is called, that cooks. So um, I don't think I got it from the first movie. I think I got it from the second movie, but it was when excuse me the guy the musicians were at the their car and they're i think they're trying to get marty out of the back seat or something Mm -hmm. or it was around that because i don't think they went into detail with that in the second movie they're like oh man that cooks and it was like oh well i'm gonna use that let's pull that up out of the grave that cooks that cooks it's making a comeback yep it's making a whole comeback 
Um, Speaking of music, this was once again composed by Alan Silvestri. We love him. Genius. He's, he's cool. He's amazing. Yes. Yes. So just wanted to give a shout out to the movie score because he's a man who is worth giving a shout out to. I mean, it really is like, <laughs> like he's done like everything, everything. Like he's one of the like bigger well-known composers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, down to the little stuff and just every time that uh, he's called chicken, you hear chicken. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of refresh my memory because I've been seeing this movie since I was in the womb. Um, I noticed, <laughs> I noticed in every single time era that they would go to, Doc always had his house and owned the property. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so important because it was always a place that he could go to that it was a safe place for them mm-hmm. that Doc and Marty could process. Yeah. And that was so great because um, because he could deal with the Mandalorian if he needed to. He could figure out the next strategy. You mean the DeLorean. Oh my God, please erase that from the audience. Have you been watching the Mandalorian too? Yes, I have. The DeLorean, (laughs) golly. I literally, but, okay. So what other questions do you have for me? Because I really love this movie and I don't want to stop talking about it. Because there's a lot in it. Like, everywhere from Biff to, yeah. Um, I just can't get over that Michael J. Fox played both his son and his daughter. Bro, I totally forgot about that. Bro, I totally forgot. But like, her she the way she, she wasn't move. he wasn't voiced by her like no that's not the correct phrasing to that sentence he didn't voice her that makes sense that's it probably was what threw me actor, off it was someone named gray something i don't remember the last name but the yeah but he like was her physically wait so him and his sister right he didn't so play Mar- them? yeah he, he was <clears throat> marty jr and then Marlene, I think, is the daughter's name. Yeah. Bro, the way she would move, though, was like she had an impure spirit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> or just she, a guy she, pretending to be a girl. Was it? Was he, like, really trying that hard, though? Because, like, I don't she know. for real looked like a robot. Like, she came down the stairs and went, Mom, Mom, is that you? And, like, rotated, like her neck half shoulder kind of it was probably to try to make him look more feminine and less masculine like trying to hide different attributes oh because i thought it was like more of this futurama kind of thing that that was the coolest thing to do maybe that too i was just assuming he's trying to portray more of a feminine but was like almost focusing on it too much he was if like you could, case, like it was like he was thinking too hard, and it looked really robotic. Yeah, if that was the case, then he did a really bad job. <laughs> but um, oh, also in that scene, um, what's her name? Gosh, the girlfriend. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Jeez. Um, okay. Well, anyways, Elizabeth Shue. Her name's Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Well, no, her name's Jennifer, the girlfriend. 
Yeah, but the actual person. Oh, no, I meant the character, Jennifer. Uh, and Marlene McFly is the one. And yeah. bro, I'm looking at him and like, bro, like, okay, cool. So, anyways, Jennifer, the way she like tried to go to the front door and like she it's like they did really well in this part because she runs to the door and finds out like there's no handle and so like my mind is processing like she's moving does that make mm -hmm. sense so the way she's moving it's like dum, dum, dum. and i'm like dang like my brain is like oh no there's no handle and then she turns around and like and like hits the door and like looks around and it cracks me up because like i'm literally doing that mentally and i'm like i can't find the door handle either because i want to help her and she like runs into like the coat closet oh let's talk about the currency differences which me and my roommates were talking about so when biff's um car got pooed on it mm -hmm. and he got it fixed at the guy's shop he was like um to marty he was like you cost me um three hundred dollars and i'm like man three hundred dollars ain't nothing and so we decided, oh, we're going to look up the currency differences. So we looked it up. And did you know? What like, what, like inflation and everything would make it? Yeah. It's like extremely expensive. From 1955 yeah. to now. Um, so $300 would have been like 3000 Yeah. Like I, it would have felt like 3000 back then. And so I was like, bro, because I was like, I was thinking before she said, it, I said, bro, it's, pro it's probably like a couple thousand dollars. Like he's reacting as if it's a couple thousand dollars. He's like, it's 300 bucks. And I'm like, nah, fam, that was like 3,000 bucks. But it's not crazy. Inflation, man. It's so I, insane. And I think it, it like peaked. It went way, the gap got way thicker so, super fast between the 50s and yeah. 2000. Like it like flew. So. Anyways, that's all I want to talk about. Okay. So, um, back to the movie. <laughs> I get it. Anyways, so Nike would, I, me and my roommate were really talking about how I think Nike made their come, like, their beginning with Back to the Future too, because they came through with the Nikes, okay? And mm -hmm. every form of fashion, Marty in the second movie had on Nikes. Of course, like, when they went back to 1955 and the Marty back then was actually playing guitar and stuff, he didn't have on Nikes because, like, I don't know if Nike was trying to partner with them, but, like, I guess they were just like, oh, we shouldn't be sleeping on Back to the Future because it did so well, and this one will be, do so mm -hmm. well as well. So the high tops he was wearing in 2015, yo, was freaking fly, okay? And then the jacket, bro, like, people we sleep High tops in general are fly. Let's They're so fly, but, like, they tie themselves and everything. And then me and my roommate researched that they actually do this in real life, okay? This is a real thing. And that guess how much these shoes are today? Way too much. Yes, correct. It's because I'm pretty sure that all the sales still go to research for Asperger's. No, not Asperger's. Oh, I don't know that. What's the one that Michael J. Fox has? Oh, um, is it muscular dystrophy? It's something like that. Where, where he, he, like, he shakes. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, cause when they, cause Nike came out, you could buy them 
in 2015 and I remember it was it was like a special for the 30th anniversary and all that Mm -hmm. and all the proceeds went to like research and everything for that disease for Michael J. Fox because the whole point of like self-lacing was well a in the movie but also like it helped people with that disease because their hands would shake so much they couldn't tie their shoes right which was really it's like really like cool because they made the shoe to tie itself because it's the future you know you can this is the cool thing to do but like fast forward to when he actually needed it to tie itself like it's just it's really Mm -hmm. cool so yeah those shoes back then were it was really expensive very expensive expensive. but as of today the 2015 shoe or 2011 shoe is close to I think it's thirty nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a pair. Yeah, it's crazy. Like what? Excuse me. Like, and but you don't because... wear them to wear them. It's a collectible item. Yeah. Um. So with me, um, I have collectibles items that I actually use. So. Wow. I don't. I... <laughs> the pair from the movie. You know? Did you know the pair from the movie? The um as of i believe it was 2018 were like i think they're the smithsonian but they're starting to disintegrate because they're so old it's really, really sad. Mm-hmm. oh that would make sense but that's that's cool though still like i mean all the shoes all the nikes that he wore look so comfy and i think like they they really did a good job with the second pair he was wearing. I think they were white, but they look so broken into, mm-hmm. like, they just look so nice and they look comfy. And let's Nike be real. Just... Nike just bombs the shoe game. The last oh, yeah. two pairs of Nikes I've bought, I didn't have to feel like I had to break them in. They were instantly comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Like mm-hmm. I have mostly nike rack but i'm trying to get more into the like the stylish kind of nike because yeah. now we're going off into a tangent with uh shoes but vans um are comfy but like they can be like they supportive at times really the pair of vans i have i like i feel like there's no support really mm-hmm. well i feel like there's support as far as keeping your foot stabilized i mean i've sprained yes. one of my ankles but like a stabilization times. yes but it's like if i'm on my feet for them on a long time like for a oh. long time the comfort in the support is not there like it is with nike and that and that makes sense because vans are made for you to basically skateboard in. they expect everybody to skateboard in any sh- any van shoe that they make um so but with nike like i think why they're so comfy it's because nike doesn't just make i mean they just they make their shoe to encompass every every person and every form of life and what they're doing or whatever and Mm -hmm. that's that's what makes them so awesome but for them to come out of the come out of the gate that strong on those shoes like i've noticed the shoes like growing up and stuff but like really understanding the company and like who they are now like it's crazy nike's not sponsoring this video but our sorry nike's not sponsoring. but if nike wants to sponsor this podcast please sponsor this podcast because email us at movies and mochas two zero at gmail.com if you work for nike and want to set up a sponsorship yes <laughs> and i want a pair of kicks i don't care if it's the back to the future ones but i want a pair of kicks so there's that 
That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.